Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can use your story to coach others. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. This is something we talk about all the time, right? Or I know at least I do. It is. Yeah. And I think it's something that gets easily confused in coaching because our story, who we are, our essence, our beliefs, um, what has happened to us and where we're going in this world is what attracts clients to us. But when we're actually in session with a client, we do not give advice. Right. So we're not um, sharing our story in a sense we're in sessions, we're making it about us. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're saying when we're saying use your story. No, not at all. And there's a lot of nuance to it. And a lot of folks, especially when they first come into the space of coaching, I know I did, have a lot of feelings about using their story. Yeah, absolutely. I think generally speaking, um, most people uh, are are not um, proud of their story. I think a lot of people want to rip out chapters. Um, I know I did for a long time. I think embracing your story it's, it's not like a decision. It's a journey. You know, uh, we, we wrestle with our stories. We do. And the, the way that we wrestle with our stories, the way that our stories and our relationship with them um, transform us is actually the value that we bring to the space of coaching. I think, you know, I think I'm a little bit um, on the spectrum of sharing your story, I, I don't think I'm the the norm. Meaning, I think I um, share more than than your typical coach. Uh, what do you think? I mean, not in session, but just in general, career wise. Yeah, and you know, when we're talking about that and how you share your story versus how I share my story, it's examples of very different ways to do things. One of the main drivers of your career that has blossomed beautifully for you is producing content, writing books, podcasts, blogs, publications, communities. And in order to do that inherently, you're a storyteller. Yeah. And and for me, it didn't start off as me saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Or I, I didn't use my story as a uh, marketing tool or anything like that. It just started off with me being in a dark place and and just kind of writing a diary. I just hit post every time I wrote it. Yeah. And, and the, the fact that you share your story and the way that you um, do express your truth and mirror your life and document uh, entertains people. It gives people hope and it allows people to connect with you. So, you know, let's get into what the value is in doing that. I think that, you know, number one, when you share your story with folks, it lets people know who you are. Mm-hmm. It, it lets people know who you are, but it lets people know um, who you are internally. Your values, your triumphs, what's worked for you in the past, uh, what you offer as a coach, what you believe in. It gives people examples of rebirth and transformation. And that's role modeling, which is a huge piece of coaching. Yeah. And I got to say, um, if you're just telling people what to do, and you're not sharing your journey, 
then I think the magnet flips, or or it can, not always, because then you're standing behind a, a podium and there's a lot of lecturing um, instead of uh, uh, bringing people with you on your journey. You're, you're, you're kind of like telling people what to do. And I think that can sometimes turn people off. It can turn people off and it's very dangerous as well because, you know, who needs that responsibility? You're not a general in an army, you're a coach. And when you tell someone what you think they should do with their life, how arrogant. But when you say to someone, hey, this has been my experience, I was able to triumph and transform in remarkable ways. And I believe that you can too. That's a completely different experience. Yeah. And I think if you're going to share your story, that's the way to do it. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so we can model a little bit about how I share my story differently. Um, I was really scared to share my story when I first began coaching and when I first began working with you as part of the angry therapist, because a lot of the things about me um, that aren't taboo, I felt like they were. I felt like it was shameful to have lived through a divorce. I felt like it was shameful to have experienced eating disorders and depression. And I remember I wrote a blog post about having overcome eating disorders. It was a beautiful blog post. It was got a lot of traction. And my mom cornered me in the bathroom of a holiday party and yelled at me oh. for for shaming my family, right, right. for sharing in that way. And, you know, looking back, I'm like, oh, that's where my shame came from. Mm. It was having that experience of of my family of origin saying, keep things secret, don't share. So she read the blog. Yep. She read the blog. Did you know that uh, she was going to read the blog? No, uh, no idea. Right. Absolutely not. You know, and, you know, then that's the risk you run when you do share things publicly. And a lot of people, um, especially our own coaches, come to me and say, you know, how do you do this? And so, you know, an alternative that I can offer is instead of sharing the nitty gritty details of my experience with divorce or my experience with eating disorders and depression, you know, they're facts. Those are words. They happened. But how... I overcame those three things was through the process of coaching and using the science of applied positive psychology. And let me tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting because, and, and there's a fine line when, when you are sharing, uh, but you're, you're sharing from a place of, um, look at me, um, look what I did. Uh, here's what you need to do. Uh, I think it's, I think it's not empowering. I think it, it could turn people off. But when you're coming from the place of um, here's my journey, um, here's what I've been through, here's my struggle, here's how I've come out the other side, uh, and also doing it in a way where you're just, you know, uh, being the most you can as far as uh, authentically you, then I think that's super powerful. And I think if you do that long enough that it starts to tip where – your story then becomes bigger than you. You know, it's almost like it's your story. You start to share it, uh, share it in a way that's empowering. And then your story then becomes kind of greater than you. Absolutely. And in the magnitude of different chapters of your story decreases over time. So there was once a time when my relationship with eating disorders was very prominent in my mind. It was a huge piece of who I am and how I experience my daily existence. Um, 
today at 40 years old, CEO of a company and a coach with a thriving practice, um, it those experiences, those early experiences certainly influence the way that I govern my day-to-day existence. I don't take shit. I don't put up with um, any body disparaging. I'm a diehard um, in terms of feminist theory and perspective. And it's all because I went through those eating disorders. And I asked the questions of how did I get here? But that's not something, that's not a flag that I wave every day. I present myself now as the person I've become. The other powerful thing I think, and and, and that's a great example what, what Noel's talking about is um, once you're able to display a character arc, and it doesn't matter if it's audio, video, how you want to share, or words, um, there's no way that people are not going to be able to relate to that. Like, there's no way that that isn't going to be uh, inspiring. There's no way that's not going to uh, affect other people. Absolutely. And when we're thinking about, um, I think you said something really important there, affecting other people. What we're really specifically talking about is building the relationship with your future clients before you ever connect in person. Mm. Yes. And this is a really great point because um, what what I want to mention, and this is from my own journey, one of the things that's really powerful about sharing your story is uh, you're letting people in on uh, not only your journey, but also like who you are and how you work, right? So if you uh, follow my stuff, um, you know I'm all over the place, right? Because I, you know, there's typos in my my all my stuff. There's uh, I just show up jeans, t-shirt. Um, you get a sense of who the person is before you even meet them, and I think that's really powerful because um, you're building trust. Absolutely, and so you know, turn the mirror on yourselves and think about the relationships that you want to have in your life, the type of folks that you want to call in to support you on your journey. What are what do you seek in others? What do you trust in others? What do you admire in others? And if you're coming or pulling from a place of I need to show, 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 what are you showing? Is it real? Is it authentic? When your clients finally intersect with you, are they going to meet the person that you've been projecting? Is it the real you? Right. It almost it almost holds you accountable when you start sharing your mm-hmm. story. It does. It does hold you accountable. And, you know, we can't divorce ourselves from the attention economy. We live in a world where LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, all of the other applications that I don't even know about out there give us hits of dopamine with likes and attention. And so so many of us are trying to fit into buckets of behavior to garner that attention. But when you're delivering a professional service, that attention might not serve you long-term. Yeah. And, and I think this is what's tricky, right? Um, I think also... Um, sharing your story how can sharing your story can also can how can that also um be, not be a good thing like how can that uh, ruin your character or how can that become unprofessional embellishing mm, bragging yeah. using other people's work yeah. um borrowing from other people's stories projecting images of yourself that you wish to be true but perhaps aren't right. especially as a coach um stating that you um 
are familiar with techniques or practices that you don't actually have a basis or background in. You know, all of these things are so tempting to put out there because beyond behind the veneer of technology, there's little consequence. But that's why ethics are important. That's why ethics are part of coaching is it's actually against the ICF code of ethics to do any of that stuff, not because there's a boogeyman out there that's going to you know, put you in coach jail, but because it's protective for you as a coach to get into the habit of being super honest all the time. It also um, is a strainer for people who um, isn't for you. So there's a lot of people that, that are not for me, meaning um, there are people that uh, probably wouldn't come see me, you know, because I'm not for them. And so uh, you're giving people that information before they realize, oh, I just paid for a session and you're not <laughs> you're not a good match for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody does it differently. Um, that's one of the reasons why I, before I accept Um, payment from anybody, I really sit down with them and talk with them to make sure that we're a good fit, to make sure that I am the person that they thought I was and that we have a level of comfort and intimacy that feels good to both of us because coaching is such a deeply personal relationship. So let's talk a little bit about um, how much you should share or what does sharing your story look like in a session? So uh, we've talked, we've talked about uh, social media presentation, um, all of that is that which is also indirect marketing. But once the, the client is in the room, um, and today the room is is probably Zoom. What what uh what is too much sharing? What is uh, uh how do you share your story? Uh, use your story as coaching um, instead of it backfiring on you. Yeah, that's a great question. And there's a standard, and the standard is that when we bring ourselves into the space of coaching, when we choose to share our story, it must be with intention, it must be with control, and it must be for the explicit purpose of enhancing the session. And, and, you know, we're human, we're not perfect. And there may be times that we, um, you know, color outside the lines, or maybe there's a a session you might have overshared a little bit. Um, There's no perfect recipe. It's almost like you have to feel it out. Yeah. In um in the Journey Coaching Intensive, there was a piece of curriculum that you wrote that I really liked um, that describes that feeling that comes up in your brain and your mouth and your throat when you're just dying to share a tidbit of information about yourself, right? Um, we can all relate to that feeling. And in that moment, a good check-in is to ask yourself, is this for me or is this for the client? Right. And so if you are doing it uh, to tap dance, to show off, to um, I remember one time I was and this is really early. uh, I was in grad school and I was seeing my own therapist and we're and I was talking to her about the uh, my relationship and how the struggles that I was having. And she started bragging about um, how amazing her marriage was. And And I remember thinking to myself, why is she saying that? Like, why is she telling me that at this time? And I, on a deeper level, it, it probably was because she was trying to convince herself that everything was good or she was uh, you know, presenting herself in a false way. But it was a part of her story that didn't help me. You know, her her bragging about, um, you know, how, uh, you know, she was been married for 20 years and it's perfect. And it may, like, 
to me, it, it felt very false and, and ingenuine, but it also, um, it wasn't appropriate because it didn't help me at all. Oh, yeah. I, and and I, I've had that experience as a coach, especially talking about topics that I don't have a lot of opportunity to join with in, in conversation with others on a regular basis. So for example, one of the things that I do in my private practice is work with folks who are polyamorous, who are interested in polyamorous relationships. That's also a part of my life. And I don't have a lot of people that I get to talk about that with. And so when it comes up in session, my brain is like, oh yeah, awesome. And I have this desire to share my own stuff and I have to actively and consciously work not to. Yeah. Because in a way you've, it's like a kid who's found um, a group of other kids who, you know, plays with the same toys and collects the same baseball cards. And it's like, you guys overlap in interest and that's why you probably get excited of wanting to share. Yeah, exactly. But I can give an example of a really healthy way to do it too. So um, I've had this experience and it's really a privilege often um, in session where folks have told me that they uh, that they want to get a divorce from their partner. And I've had that experience. And so when we're talking about acting with intention and control to enhance the session, what we're really doing is forcing ourselves to pull from empathy and to attune and connect with the person in front of us from a stance of empathy. So when somebody says to me, I think I want to get a divorce, I can attach to my own memory and remember what a big deal that was and how just kind of those words land for the first time like a thud and say to the person in front of me, wow, I remember what a big deal that was for me. How are you doing? What do you need? Right. If sharing your story makes the other person feel um, connected, uh, inspired, hopeful, supported, empowered, all of those things, then it's probably a good share. Absolutely. Absolutely. Offering hope, um, you know, along with divorced people dating after divorce, I've said things like, hey, I'm living proof that there's life on the other side you know, to, to draw somebody in to imagine um, a better future. That's all 100% acceptable. Yeah. And um, there's one thing I forgot, uh, feeling less alone. So by sharing your story, you're allowing the client or you help the client feel less alone. I think that's a good share. That's powerful. It is a good share. So there are, um, there are some golden rules for, for sharing. And this goes for whether you're producing content to let people know who you are or whether you are in session with a client. And the first one that I cannot emphasize enough is be honest. Yeah, which is hard. Which is hard. And because we all we all have that um, temptation to performance, right? And one of the the goals of mastery in coaching is to actually get to a point where you're not attached to performance and you cease to exist. And you tune in completely to another person's life. And when you do that, you don't have to think about yourself or your own life or your own um, experience or or credentials. You're just going for it with the client. Um, And then, you know, secondarily, be humble. Yeah. um, And 
And and can I just say, by the way, as we go through this list, um, I have been guilty of uh, breaking all of these golden rules, right? There there are times that, uh, many times that I've pulled from ego and not humility. Um, but yes, being humble uh, is definitely, I think, a golden rule for sure. Yeah. And, you know, humility in coaching comes in lots of different forms. But for me, it, it really morphs into the act of, of, of living compassion, of, of sitting with another person and saying, this person chose me, this person chose to give me their hard-earned money to have this experience. And my God, I'm grateful and humbled to be here to share in this other person's yeah, life. Yeah, what a great reminder. Uh, the next one is share in the spirit of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and I love this, especially for content creation, you know, if you're sharing and you talk about this in terms of the solid self and the pseudo self, it, it, if you're sharing from your solid self, you're giving that which you've won, that which you know, that which will help someone else. If you're coming from the pseudo self, you're, you're doing it first. You're taking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, because they're being so nice or kind, uh, they feel like actually not kind. They're being very nice. Uh, uh, they're taking, they think they're giving, but they're taking cause they're wanting something in exchange for that gift. And so in this case, maybe likes, maybe follows, maybe, you know, partnerships, whatever it is, if, if you want something, uh, validation approval in exchange for your share, um, and I get it. I get that this can also be a business, but uh, if you do that too much, then you're actually taking and not giving. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And this one I want to toss to you because um, you have far more experience doing it than I do, which is documenting. Yeah. You know, I think going back to number one, being honest, when you uh, are documenting, there's truth there. It's easier to be honest when you are documenting your story instead of um, trying to tell an amazing story so then your content becomes a production um can become a stage it could become um false you know then 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 you're more um it can be uh uh, manipulating i guess a hundred percent a hundred percent and when you're when you're documenting and you're just being real that's when your true gold comes out i think to date my absolute favorite thing you've ever done was when you guys went rock climbing, um, your friends, and you were falling off the rock. Yeah, that, <laughs> which is <laughs> funny. Um, you know what's funny about that? Uh, so of all the videos that I've done, and I've, I've, I don't know, I've probably done thousands, um, that one is the only one that went viral and it got over a million views. And if you really look at it, uh, it has nothing to do with self-betterment. It's just me trying to, for the first time, traverse. It's called traversing, uh, uh, rock climbing, when, when I'm afraid of heights and I've never done before. And also I was tricked. But uh, for some reason, um, me being terrified and uh, and I guess it's subjective, but also bullied, uh, <laughs> was very popular. People liked it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think, too, in watching that video, you were being vulnerable. Yeah, of course. It, and even though your friends were being kind of jackasses, yeah. um, there was a lot of love there. Sure, sure. I mean, they wouldn't have let me um, hurt myself. No, and um, and and you know that combination of 
of love, vulnerability, humility, and risk trying something new. I mean, isn't that ultimately what we all want? Yeah, you know, what's funny is that little uh, rock climbing snip is kind of a metaphor for my life. <laughs> Just trying to climb, <laughs> trying to climb. Feet, feet, feet getting wet in the water, you know. Um, <laughs> While yelling to those around you, this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Dressed in, dressed inappropriately, you know, tight, tight jean jacket, you know, rock climbing, um, scared, afraid, holding on, all of that, which is interesting. All of that, yeah, and and you know that's why that's why people love you, and that's why your followers, you know, love you. Um, you guys are never gonna see me in a jean jacket <laughs> hanging off a cliff. You know, that's just that's super not gonna happen. Um, and and you know, my persona is totally different. Um, pulling from love, yeah. you know, I think we touched on that one. Um, so and only from love instead of ego, love instead of obviously love instead of hate. Um, but yeah, when in doubt, just just pull from love, pull from, you know, uh, I love your word, which is kindness. Uh, if you pull from love and kindness, um, you, you kind of can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And, you know, the neurobiological definition of love is a micro moment of an agreement for mutual care. Yeah, yeah. And as a coach, that can inform everything. It's an agreement for mutual care. See yourself as part of a greater whole. So uh, this means that uh, your documentation is greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. And, we're, you know, you, when, when you produce, when you show up, and those are the two things that you do as a coach, you produce and you show up, um, you are contributing to the discourse of our time. Mm -hmm. And I don't take that lightly. And the way we train our coaches, we don't take that lightly. Like we are all contributing to the discourse of our time. Yeah. So what does that mean? Right. You know, like, and, and I, I feel that now um, people are really starting to perhaps consider the impact of their words, the consequences of their actions with a little bit more gravity. And that's welcome um, in this time because, you know, after all, we, we are all connected and we need each other. And so how you show up and what you produce really does have an impact. It really does create ripples. Yeah. And as I'm listening to you, um, I'm also reminding myself because I'll be completely honest, I've been guilty of all of these. I've um, not been honest. I've not been humble. Um, I have bragged, I have uh, done things not in the spirit of surface, uh, service. I've also pulled from ego. Um, and there are many times that I didn't see myself or what I was doing as, as something greater than myself, but only for me. So, you know, we're human and it's easy to um, kind of, uh, you know, get swayed off and, and, and fall into the, the, the ditches, especially if you've been doing this for a long time. You know, my very first post was 2009. So for the last 11 years, uh, every single day in some format, I've been um, posting and documenting and producing content. And there's no way that I have, uh, you know, practiced the, the golden rules every single day. So if you're new at this, or if you're not, uh, and, and, and you realize that you have not been doing some of these things, it's okay. You know, it's not about beating yourself up. It, it's not. And, you know, the, the wonderful thing about transformation is that it's, it's limitless. It's absolutely limitless. And at any point you can choose, choose again, try, do better. And, it, you know, I think, um, I think the acceptance that we will all make mistakes 
Um, and we will all get back up again. And as long as you're doing it with um, the intention of goodwill, you're on the right track. And I want to end with this. If you're not making mistakes, uh, there's no story there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the story comes from the mistakes, from the getting up, uh, from the uh, looking inward and, 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 and your revelation. So keep on sharing your story, guys. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's jrni.co slash everything.